What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 170 on why you should stop selling your products. All right, so today's quote, we're going to start off with, I don't have a product to sell if I don't have a consumer to buy. And we're going to break down what that means, right? And that might sound like an oxymoron to you guys, how I started the whole episode off, right? Like, stop selling your products. You're probably thinking like, Kai, I created products to sell. I created a service to sell. I want to make money. I'm in business to make a profit. So why in the world would you tell me to stop selling my products? We're going to talk about that. So get your panties out of a wad and just stay tuned because that's what we're going to be talking about. So welcome back. We have to understand, guys, that people don't want to buy your products and services and why people don't buy your products and services. We could be doing all these things and, you know, talking to all these people and touching all these uh, these contacts. And at the end of the day, you might find that people are still not buying and we have to realize and break down what that actually means and why it's happening to you. It may not be the product. It may not be the service. It can just be you. So if it is you, that is a crucial problem in your business that you have to fix. But before we get into today's episode, make sure you text book to 888-292-1501 because, man, we are talking about some gas in my bestseller lead from the front as far as building teams and influencing your teams uh, learning sales, you know, the very basis of sales. We talk about sales much more in depth on the podcast, but you still get a very firm understanding of sales and relationships in that book and how to not only lead from uh, lead by example for others, but lead by example for yourself as well. We're talking about extreme ownership and discipline. So let's move on into today's episode. All right. What's up, millionaire? So I know I shared this once, maybe even twice, but here's the third time. So I'm really starting to lose faith in business cards. And the reason why is because every time I get about 500 business cards, I use about 100, 150 and my business has changed. Whether the website has changed or just things are just changing, especially when you're a new entrepreneur. You know, I've been in entrepreneurship just under five years. So, you know, things are still changing. You optimizing, you're getting new websites, getting new Instagram accounts and your business card really expires. So what I learned and what I love now is Popple, right? I have a Popple card right here in my pocket. And what I love about it is it's a physical card that I can put my logo on even has a QR code that I can scan or hold up to somebody's phone. And they have a virtual business card where I can update my information as much as I need to. I can share as much information as I want to from my phone number, social media pages, the whole nine. And I can also disable sharing that information if I want to as well. I definitely want you guys to consider Popple because as your business is changing, why spend so much money on these paper business cards when most of the times people throw them away and it's expired because you changed your business. So there's also going to be a link at the bottom of this video for you to download Popple, get your business card, or if I hold it up close enough, you might be able to scan that QR code. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the world's most trusted podcast in the world. Thanks to each and every single one of you who tune in every single week. Mondays, Fridays, when we got those reels and those shorts coming out throughout the week as well. You guys show so much love and I appreciate you all for that. 
uh, especially, man, I, I've been recently getting some people, some listeners of the show who, you know, stop me, see me in person, who will reach out to me on Instagram and just, you know, shout me out. And it's just an amazing feeling just knowing that the content that I bring you guys is really bringing some value and helping a lot of people get through whatever hurdles they're facing throughout whatever type of content we're talking about, whether it's some sales content, whether it's some systems content, whether it's some passion identification content. Speaking of passion identification, you are in the right place if you are here looking for money making tips on how you can live your passions, live your dreams, and make some money while doing it, right? So if you are anything like me, if you are anything like me, you, when you first started your business, whether you were selling a product, whether you were selling a service, you have made this or these mistakes. I have made these mistakes several times. Every once in a while, I'll catch myself reverting back and making those same mistakes. And at the end of the day, if you don't make those mistakes, you aren't human. So embrace the fact that you're human. Give yourself that grace and be aware now to the fact that I'm identifying these mistakes so you can avoid them in the future. So the first mistake is link spamming, right? How many of you all, when you dropped a new book or dropped a new podcast or dropped a new reel or dropped a new anything, started spamming that link to everybody in their DMs? Just start dropping the link, not even a message, not even a, hey, how are you? Just boop, link spammed, right? I've been guilty of this. I'm sure you have too. Another one, begging family members to make posts and share on your behalf. I have definitely made this, this mistake because we assume again that our family being our family and that fact that they want to support, they truly do want to support that us asking them to share our posts and post, you know, making posts on their personal pages on our behalf is something that they want to do. And we put them in, we put ourselves and we put them in a situation to either say no or ignore you. Right. Because they really don't want to do it. And so if you find yourself begging family members to do that, I got to tell you, that's a mistake. And you don't want to do that anyway. Uh, it's a much smarter, much why, um, much more strategic way of, you know, making people aware of your products and services without asking your family to share just because you want them to. Thirdly is publicly complained about people not supporting. Right. So when you share it to those family members and friends, and you say, hey, Share this post for me. Make this post for me. And you find that they don't. How many of us are of our of us are guilty of hopping on Facebook, hopping on Twitter, going on some type of rant saying how, oh, I'm cutting my circle off or people show their true colors, anything along those lines. Right. Just being salty because they didn't want to share your stuff. And so you find yourself publicly complaining, saying how people not supportive and people don't support you. And it'd be the strangers that show the most love. And though you might you're entitled to those feelings. And I actually would agree that strangers indeed support way quicker than someone who actually knows you, because the person who actually knows you also knows your flaws, also knows the process, also knows the journey. So sometimes it's, hard. it's like baby butt syndrome, right? It's hard for parents or elders to take advice from someone they raised because they literally used to wipe your butt when you were younger. So it is a, a switch that they have to be cognizant of, but naturally we don't want to take advice from someone that we raised. And so when you have family and friends that know you, they know your process, they know your journey. They know when you slip up and you're not disciplined. They know when you've had a bad month, they know when you're, you know, your business may not really be making 
any money. So they may be a little bit hesitant because they know the real, they know what's going on behind the curtains, but strangers, they just see the stage and the design and the setup of the stage. So they're, they're quicker to support. So this should make sense to you all. Um, but again, don't be salty and put yourself in a situation to where now you got to go through your Facebook and your Twitter and delete these salty posts of you complaining because at the end of the day, nobody likes a complainer, even your future clients. So refrain from the complaints, refrain from link spamming, refrain from the begging and the, the just uninvited DMs, refrain from all that because I'm about to give y'all the gas on what's actually going to help you out the most. All right. So most of your family and friends really don't even know how to support. So let's start there because we talked about begging for the posts and shares or even complaining about the lack of support. And the first thing I'm realizing or I've realized in the past from asking questions, as I love to do, is that most of the times your family and friends don't know how to support or what they're supporting. And the what is very is just as important as the how. Because if your what is not easily identifiable, some of us have brands that are watered down from other brands and other endeavors that we're trying, our personal uh, lives and posts that we put on social media. So when it comes to marketing our brand and what we are, what we stand for and what we're about on our social media pages and we expect for people to share, they don't really understand exactly what they're sharing because it's so it's watered down at this point. It's not a clear vision as far as what you do and how you help. So that's number one. Number two is they don't know how to properly support because just because you drop a a post and you share. First thing that going through their mind is, well, I don't even know if my audience or my followers or my friends could even benefit from something like that. So they don't know how to properly even share it. They can't just share it the way you shared it because the way you shared it is for your audience. And they know this. Your family and friends, anybody that you network with, they're, they're, they're smart, right? So it's like they have to also think about what's best for their brand. Even if they're not even an entrepreneur, they have a brand that they're uh, that they are sharing to the world on social media, right? On Facebook, people have a brand of like, oh, they're this travel person. Like they like to show their, their traveling stuff and they like to network with people who like to hike and go outdoors and travel. So when you say, Hey, can you share my, um, my podcast about e-commerce businesses and stuff like that, they're trying to figure out how they can even really share that without it confusing their, their, their audience and their friends and their followers. So you just got to think about that, right? Number two, Many people are actually watering down the value of their brand when they start this spammy behavior. When you start just link spamming, first of all, every time you have an urge to link spam, think of the thousands of DMs you get from those Bitcoin miners and Forex traders that want you to sign up and use their services without even a, hey, how are you? What's going on? How have you been? Just think about that, because that's how you look to other people when you start link spamming. And once you do that, your brand becomes that of the people that the very people that you complained about yourself and you water down the value of your brand. Your brand is a child. And we're going to talk about that a lot more in detail in just a little bit. But understand your brand is a child. So you wouldn't leave your child to be babysat by just anybody, would you? No. 
You got to vet these people out. You got to see if they're qualified. You got to see if they have the same values as you. You're not just going to leave your child because you want to go on vacation with the next door neighbor that you've only did that little half smirk at when you walk by him. Right? You're not going to do that. You're just not. So you got to keep that same energy when it comes to your brand, your products and services. Stop just dropping it off at, at people's doors, hoping for, for them to you know, answer and be a good person enough to watch your kid for you. It, it, just, it just don't work like that. So you shouldn't have that expectation. If we just understood the power of question, we just understood the power of question. We would we would be in a totally different situation than we find ourselves in now. Questions are the best, the absolute best way for you to learn. If you confused as far as how you can learn something new, start off with asking a question. Right. And sometimes that question may just be directed towards yourself. Like, why am I trying to learn this thing? What about this thing am I trying to learn? These are all questions. These all require some type of thought process and put you on a specific path of discovery. That's what questions are for. So when in doubt, ask a question and spend question refresher. I want to refresh your mind because I think this was episode 114 or 115 where we talk about spin questions and what spin methodology is. And again, it's an acronym that stands for a set of questions that you want to ask and can ask. It doesn't matter which types of, of product or service you're selling. doesn't matter where you are in the sales product uh, process. Doesn't mean doesn't matter if you're not even in sales, even if you're building relationships. These questions can really make a difference in your impression on people. And so what SPIN stands for, for those who are joining us for the first time, it stands for situational problem implication and need payoff and these are four sets of questions not just one question for each one set like situational questions you can have a set of seven to ten questions in that one category right the purpose of situational questions are to identify what the situation is is this person working um do they rent do they rent or own they their their property right do they enjoy outdoors do they have fun in group events? Are they introverted? Are they out, uh, extroverted? Right. Those are questions that you ask to learn those types of things. And the situation is just their situation, whatever they're going through, whatever, wherever they are, wherever they are in their journey of their life. Situational questions are for you to identify what that looks like. Next, you got problem questions. Problem questions help you peel off the layer of the onion a little bit deeper, right? For you to identify if this person is experiencing some type of obstacle or problem in their life. So you identify what their situation is. You identify that they're employed, right? Yes, they're employed. They're making average money. They live middle class. They have a nice home. They have kids. That's the situation. But then the problem questions identify they don't like their job. They actually don't like their neighborhood. Their kids are getting ready to graduate. Um, uh, their, their kids are still in elementary school, so they don't also don't want to move. Right. Like these are now problems that you're identifying. So that's the importance of problem questions to peel off the layer, to break down barriers and get them to talk about issues that they wish they had solutions for. Next is your implication. Your implication are for you to imply without actually implying, because, again, you can tell somebody something by asking them something. And I would much rather, instead of me saying, 
oh, you need to just do this. Some people don't, they don't take well to being told what to do. So you ask a question and this is the power of the implication question because now it implies something like, okay, if this was to go on for much longer, what would be the effects of that? That's an example of an implication question, a very generic implication question, right? I don't want to give you specific ones because I don't know what industry you're in. So I don't want to cloud your mind. Um, but if you want just some examples of some more specific uh, spin questions that will be uh, they will be tailored to real estate, though. However, you can text me REI to 888-292-1501 and we'll make sure we get you a copy of that. Right. Uh, and that'll be on me. Right. It'll be free. We'll just send you a copy of that, that uh, those 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 questionnaire, that question bank so that you can have it as a resource. That's REI to 888-292-1501 if you're interested in that spin questionnaire. But back to now you have implication. And then lastly, you have need payoff, which is you again, a sort of a, a implication as well. But now you're saying, uh, would you think that this would be the best solution towards this problem that you communicated? Would it be easier if you were to try this? Do you see the value in trying to do this differently? Right. It's asking those types of questions. Right. So now you have situational problem implication and need payoff questions. And together, no matter where you are in the sales process and together, they give you the game and they give you all the answers you need to properly position yourself as an expert and position your product or your service as something that could be beneficial to them and also helps you identify if it is even beneficial to begin with because you may discover your product and your service may may not be able to help this person anyway i am not shy to tell a person hey i actually don't think i can help you and if i have someone who can i'll direct them but if i don't i wish them the best because the last thing I want to do is tarnish my brand by just trying to get a sale by tarnishing my brand just to say I can help you. And I really can't because the last thing I know, I know you're going to leave a review if I was if I did a horrible job anyway. And I don't want that that stress. Right. And also keep in mind when you're using spin, you may not use situational problem implication and need payoff all in the same call or in your first interaction with a person. Right. Your first interaction with somebody, you may only get to use situational questions. You just learning about this person. And then another one, you might just do uh, problem questions or sometimes you may go through all four phases in one call or one sitting. But at the end of the day, I don't want you to have the expectation that you have to get through all four in one sitting. Right. So, of course, it wouldn't be the Million Dollar Mind podcast without some action steps. So I got some actionable items for you all to start off with so that you can be better equipped with identifying your buyer before you just start link spamming and doing all this stuff. Because again, you don't have a product to sell if you don't have a buyer to buy. So we gotta identify what our buyer looks like. Step one is go back and listen to episode 114, spin yourself out of any out of any problem. That is the episode that I was talking about. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, definitely want you to check that episode out, episode 114. It is not up on YouTube, but it is on any platform you listen to podcasts so that's your apple podcast spotify google podcast uh anchor radio republic wherever you listen to podcasts you can find that episode on there right uh and the reason why i want you guys to go back is just so you can get a more deeper perspective into what spin methodology is because again i was just uh refreshing your memories refreshing your mind and giving you 
um, just that refreshment of what spin is and how it's used uh, and what it means for our first timers. But go back. Don't cheat yourself. Go back to that episode and listen to it. Take some notes and then come back to this one with these next steps. So step number two is create an avatar. What an avatar is, is your ideal, your ideal client profile. What is your ideal client look like? Where do they work? What do they enjoy? What hobbies do they have? What do they like to spend their money on? What do they, what, what, what values do they have? What, what does their family look like? Where do they live? All these things are good questions to ask yourself when identifying what your avatar looks like. You want to be very specific. And have y'all ever heard of the term aim small, you miss small, right? Think about it. Aim small, you miss small. And I believe it was in the Patriot that was where I first heard this, this, this term used. And Mel Gibson was teaching his son about, he was nervous because they're getting ready to go into war. He's teaching his son, you know, how to prepare and, you know, how to properly aim at a target. And he was telling him to beware of just aiming at the man himself. You don't want to aim at the man himself because that's too broad. It's too big. You're bound to miss. But if you aim at the button on the man's coat, aim at one button, you're going to hit somewhere because that's a big body compared to that small button. So it's the same thing with business. You want to aim so small, have your client so specifically niche down that you cannot possibly miss that person. So when they come across your desk, they enter your doors, they are sold because this is your ideal client. And believe it or not, because people have this fear that, oh, if I get too specific, I'm leaving people out. You're not because the more specific you are, you're actually honing in on the people who don't know what they want because now, because they're indecisive, they like they're halfway in wanting this thing and they're halfway in wanting that thing and halfway in, well, a third end of wanting that thing. Right. But they, they have their hands in so many pots that because you're so specific and what you do and how you help people, they're like, hmm, maybe this is the thing that I need to be focused on. Maybe this is the product that I need. I was looking at this the whole time, but maybe this is what I've been missing because you're so specific, because you're so focused and because you're so niche down, it just looks much more professional. So you aim small, you miss small, you aim large, you miss large. Coolio, coolio. Number three, step three, write down four set of questions that will help you identify your avatar. So, and, and not the questions that you ask to figure out what your avatar looks like and what the avatar is. Not those questions. These questions are going to be the spin questions. So I would say have a set in each set between S P I N and each set have about three to five questions that you can, your go-to questions that you can ask that will help you confirm or deny that this person is in fact your avatar. Right. So if you know your avatar is your ideal client is a working mom um, who makes six figures of year uh, a year and loves to travel a lot in your situational questions, it could be like, OK, what do you do for a living? Right. Um, do you like to travel? Right. That's a very simple, blatant question that checks off one, you know, one mark off your checklist, right? This mom loves, they have, she has to love to travel. If that's what your client, uh, your ideal client looks like, you want to ask questions that confirms that she likes to travel, that she makes six figures, 
that she has a family and that she enjoys what she does. All right. If that's what it, if that's what it is. So write down those four sets of questions that will help you identify your avatar or confirm your avatar. And then step four, we have start posting polarizing statements surrounding your solution. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. Right. Because you guys are like, what does that even mean? Post polarizing statements surrounding your solution. And when you do this, because we're going to get into it, when you do this, you want to make sure you're engaging with all who engage with you. I see so many people uh, and a lot of my clients when they first come to me. They have some great content. They'll even have content where a lot of people are engaging with them and they're not engaging back. They're just liking comments. And what you guys got to understand is the algorithm puts content at the top of other people's pages that they think people will like. So when you have a post that has a ton of comments and a ton of likes, they're going to put it in front of people who will also like that content. So for every con every comment, you should comment back. So if you realistically have 12 people who commented, it looks like 24 comments. And so also with that engage engagement, you might start a little small conversation in the comment section that you could then turn into DMS and message them privately. Right. But you don't, you won't be able to have that opportunity if you don't engage back with the people who engage with you. So let's, take a look at what this looks like, right? Cause this can be confusing. Start posting polarizing statements surrounding your solution. What does that look like Kai? And let's talk about it, right? So we got what to post. These are your polarizing statements that I'm talking about. You have problems and mistakes, and then you have from there, you can either, so it starts off like this. So it could be confusing. So it starts off like this. You have your problems and mistakes. And then underneath that, you have your desires. That means that you want to either for each post, decide to post about a problem that people have or a mistake that people make often or a desire that your avatar has. So again, it's always back to your avatar, your avatar. You know them better than anyone else has specific problems and mistakes that they experience frequently. And they also have desires that they, they have big goals, big audacious goals. You know this, again, more than anyone else. So you want to make posts around their problems and mistakes or their desires. Pick one or the other. I would say one day post about desires, one day post about problems, another day post about desires, so forth and so on. Next, once you make that post, you want to take a stance, right? Do you want to make it about uh, leadership? Do you want to position yourself as a leader? Do you want to ask a question to get engagement? Do you want to be a little bit more controversial to get some 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 fluster flustered uh, comments in there? Uh, because that's another good way to get a whole lot of comments and a whole lot of engagement. You post about controversy. People love controversy. Why do you think the shade room and TMZ get so much loves because they post about controversy? They post about uh, tabloids and all that other stuff. Right. So. You got leadership, question, controversy, and then two-step engagement. Two-step engagement is more so, that, that's more advanced. I wouldn't suggest that you guys focus on two-step engagement um, anywhere, anytime soon, because it's a much more strategic um, way of posting. But essentially, it's a post that is designed for people to engage with you in the comments and engage with you and or engage with you in the DMs 
or subscribe into some type of uh, text campaign, right? Way more advanced. But either of when if even if you choose any of the, the top three, next we're going to figure out what type of content are we going to post? Is this going to be in a video format? Is it going to be in a text format? Is it going to be in a photo or text format? Or is it going to be a link? Right. The link, I would definitely say, is more specific to that two step engagement uh, for controversy, question, leadership. I don't see those being affected by you just posting a link It's definitely going to be video text or photo text. That's going to be the way to go. And then lastly, you're figuring out, are you posting this in groups? Like Facebook groups, you got your, you know, Facebook groups that you're a part of or are you posting this on your personal wall or on your personal accounts, or your page for the people that follow you personally. Right. So that's the what to post. That's the what to post. Next, we're going to go into some examples and what that even looks like. What do those examples look like? We have who else is sick of the spammy marketing tactics being taught online? Yep, me too. So I'm taking it upon myself to create a quick, quick guide on the highest converting social media methods. If I finish it, would you want a free copy? Leave a gift below and I'll send it over. This is a great way for people to engage with you, because, again, we already talked about how pissed off people are with these Bitcoin miners and Forex people that just be spamming the DMs. Right. Or these network marketers that just be saying, hey, try this out. And you trying to figure out what this link is. and You don't want to click because you think it's a scam or you think it's like some type of information capture. Right. So if this was is very, it's a very relatable post and this post actually got some really good traction, really good feedback because a lot of people relate to this. A lot of people relate to this and a lot of people who see all the people that relate to it, who are now in network marketing or in sales and entrepreneurship, they want to figure out how they can do things differently, especially now seeing that so many people are tired of the methods that they're actually doing. So this was a very good example. Another good example was, uh, let me unlock that. This one right here. Too many of you are still struggling to hit your goal weight, but still spending too much time at the gym and starving yourself. There's a better way. I'm creating a video training that shows you two exercises. You should do 30 minutes per day that melts belly fat and requires no time at the gym comment results below and i'll be sure to get it to you this is a great one and this one even has a call to action at the end of the post it says comment results so now people who comment results are instantly expecting some type of document to be sent to them via the dms that's a great way you don't just send it by any means when they say results one comment back and say, hey, thanks for engaging. I'm going to get it right over to you. You invite yourself to their DMs and then you start a conversation. Don't just send it. Learn and make sure that this is, again, still you still want to make sure it's something that they can benefit from. Right. Still want to make sure that it's something that they can benefit from. So those are the examples of what I mean by posting polarizing statements so that you can better identify solutions for your avatar. Because if you don't have these solutions, it's just good luck to you, right? It's good. It's good luck to you. If you can't identify what a problem is, you for sure can't figure out what the solution is going to be. So this is going to be a great way for you to identify solutions for your avatar, right? For your avatar. So let's get into the rest of today's content before I wrap things up. I got to let you know. 
Absolutely no one wants to be sold. By no means do any of us want to be sold. You know this, I know this, your mama knows it. Nobody likes to be sold and nobody likes the feeling of being pressured into a sale or being, you know, um, forced to sit through a sales presentation, right? How many of you went on vacation and got stopped by those timeshare people? And then they, of course, trip trick you with giving you more free things, but you got to sit through a two hour presentation. And this whole time you're just thinking about collecting on your free, your free, your freebies, but you're like dying to get out of that presentation the whole time because it's super salesy. You feel like you're just being sold the entire time. No one likes to be sold. You don't like being sold. So keep that in mind. So if you know you don't like being sold, ask yourself, why would you approach anyone in a way that you wouldn't want to be approached yourself? Right. You know, you don't like the link spamming. You know, you don't like when people randomly ask you to share stuff on your profile. I know I don't I don't really like when people ask me to do it because, again, I have a brand that I'm very intentional about putting out to my audience. So when people ask me to share certain things that is not aligned with that, it's literally confusing my audience. It literally is now watering down what the messages that I'm actually trying to show. So I have to be very strategic on how, how I show support and how I share because I just can't be sharing everything. And so now I know that I, I know that pe- people have the same shit, the same feelings. So you can't just be link spamming and asking people to share on your behalf. At the end of the day, just invest, just invest in some Facebook ads. And the crazy thing is, it's like you don't even have to spend a whole lot of money. You can spend thirty dollars a week. Shoot. To start off, you can spend thirty dollars a month. Right. Just start off with just five, five ads for five dollars. Start off, just make it affordable. At the end of the day, you're you're paying for the data. You're learning something how to make it better. Five dollars is still good enough for you to get some type of data. All right. I did a little ad for five dollars a day for seven days and I got a very good bit of information back and I learned about my market. I learned about who I sent out that ad to. I learned a lot. So, and that was just for like $35. So $35, you can learn a lot about your market. You can learn a lot about your product or service. You can learn a lot about um, what the market needs. It's just a, a lot to learn, right? So don't cheat yourself or the process or the journey, right? Just do it the right way. And link spamming, begging people to share on your behalf is not the right way. Anything outside of creating a win-win situation for you and your client is lazy sales. It's just lazy sales and it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but it's okay to admit that it's lazy sales. Like just tell yourself like, Hey, yeah, Kai, that was a little bit lazy of me. I I wasn't really trying to dive deep enough to learn about my clients or my prospects problems. I wasn't okay with getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable with asking uncomfortable questions. Self, self-awareness is the best awareness. So you have to have the awareness and acknowledge where you lack and where you struggle. And that's where the good salesmen become great salesmen. So anything outside of, again, creating those win-win situations, a situation that I can walk away from happy and my seller or my client can walk away from happy. Anything outside of that is just lazy sales because there's always a way to identify the solution. And I mean, and and if you don't get the sale it's because you weren't able to create a win-win situation and that's okay too. Next opportunity. And Oh, that's what no really means. No means next opportunity. Nothing more, nothing less. 
So your brand is your baby. We talked about this several times. Your ba- your brand, your business is a child. So you want to think about it like your parents when they used to brag about you when you were younger and they weren't. So your parents probably did a lot of bragging about your accomplishments, how proud they are of you, how smart you are, you know, whether it was in front of you or not. And then you will randomly, you know, come to some good news of like a family member, you know, giving you a gift or a family member buying you this or a family member just coming home with that and just letting you know that they were so proud of you as well. And they they hear so much about you and your parents speak so highly of you, all this stuff. You just randomly get support from family and friends based off of how well your your family, your your parents speak of of you. Right. How much they they brag about you. But. If you were to hear your parents, please support my son in 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 going to the to this football camp and please they just gonna do it themselves. They they not begging people to support you. They they gonna support you. They're gonna with every bone in their body, with every dime in their pocket, they're gonna most parents, right? Most parents. I can't say that everybody is blessed to have, you know, a two parent household or even a single parent household that is doing these things as well. Um, we have people in the system. Who, who aren't fortunate enough to have families that do this. But if you do understand the blessing that you have, right? Understand the blessing that you have. But back to the, the analogy is your parents never, bre- never begged for anyone to support you. They just bragged about you. How proud of they, how proud of you, they, how proud of them, they are of you. Proud of you. They are of you. Yeah. How proud of you they are. And, People, people just support it based off of them, them bragging about you. So it's the same thing about your business. It's the same thing about your business. It should be learning and growing constantly. And just like a little kid, the business learns best with questions, right? When questions are being asked and mistakes are being made, the business, AKA the baby, the kid is learning. Right. I never get mad at a kid who got a thousand and one questions, even if those thousand and one questions was why. Why do you have to go there? Why do we have to do that? Why do we have to do this? Why do you have to make that money? Why do we have to go there? Like it's just number why. But I understand that they're asking these questions because they're learning. It's a part of their process. If They didn't ask questions. They'd be stuck where they were without those questions. Right. Questions is the are the best teacher you learn the best from asking questions and here's the pro tip of the day the better you get with selling the better you get with building relationships the better you are with asking questions the better you are with selling the better you are with selling the better you are with relationships it's just the law of the lid it's the law of the lid and the way the world works sales is life you build relationships every single day whether they're positive relationships or their negative relationships. If they're negative relationships, it means that you are a bad salesperson. Or they're actually just a toxic person, right? It could be that. It could be them. It may not always be you. But at the end of the day, you get the point. As always, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. I just gave y'all so, some, some gas. I just gave y'all some gas. So the question now is where are you going with the full tank? Where are you going to take this information now that you have a full tank of gas? We are now almost halfway through the year. No, we are officially halfway through the year. It's June 3rd. 
wow, June 3rd already, which means that by this time, a lot of us are resetting. We're doing some things differently, doubling down on our goals, trying to figure out what's working, what's not working. Either way, wherever you are, as you prepare your business for even more growth, we have to now shift our focus on leadership and leaning on our abilities to lead. Yes, we have to lean on our abilities to lead and influence others because you do not need to be doing all this by yourself. You are an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. You cannot focus on growth and development if you are doing everything by yourself. So my book, Lead from the Front, is going to give you tips on not only giving constructive criticism and feedback, which is important, especially when you start building teams. You have to learn how to effectively communicate with people and work with people. Not only is it going to help you do that, it's going to help you grow and motivate your teams and create culture and team identity, which are all important things. If you don't have culture and you don't have identity, you don't have you don't have an environment that welcomes growth and development. Th those things are a must to welcome growth and development. So to get your copy of Lead from the Front, all you have to do again is text book to 888-292-1501. That's book to 888-292-1501. And with that said, just remember to keep focus, build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly. My name is Kai Speaks. Peace.